This is a podcast from the Business Times. Hi there. I'm Genevieve Kwa, wealth editor of the Business Times and host of this podcast, Wealth with BT. It's hard to believe we've come to the end of 2023. With every year that passes, time seems to fly by more quickly. In this episode, we're going to talk about the themes and investment challenges for 2024. How should you position your portfolio? In the past year, fixed deposits have been a very welcome oasis thanks to higher interest rates. Did any of you manage to profit from the rise of the Magnificent 7 stocks? I didn't. I was quite happy to stay mostly in bonds and cash. The bull market in stocks seemed to creep up and then suddenly it was in full swing. This is the time of the year when bank strategists and asset managers roll out their outlook for 2024. I'm going to distill some of the main ideas, which I hope will help you to take stock of your portfolio and risk exposures. Even on the outlook reports, there is a lot of fluidity because markets suddenly shot up after the Federal Reserve's most recent meeting. Some analysts may be revising their 2024 forecasts. So let's get some recent developments on interest rates out of the way. In the past week, we got more clarity on what the Fed may do next year. Yes, a soft landing for the U.S. economy is now the consensus view. It's what the Wall Street Journal calls a crowded trade. A soft landing, by the way, means growth slows, but unlikely to the point of a recession. The median projection for 2024 is U.S. GDP growth of 1.5%. In its meeting just days ago, the Fed kept the federal funds rate steady for the third time. It also released projections showing the Fed officials have penciled in three rate cuts for 2024, likely 25 basis points each, for a total cut of 75 basis points. This is pretty dovish. But shortly after, Fed officials sought to tone down the market reaction by saying it was premature to talk about rate cuts. Stocks and bonds had rallied strongly after the meeting. Markets are pricing in a more aggressive rate reduction of as much as one percentage point or more in 2024. The Dow Jones Industrial Average jumped by more than 500 points on a single day, and Treasury yields also fell. On inflation, the U.S. is now approaching the Fed's 2% target. Officials expect core inflation to fall to 2.4% in 2024, and then to 2.2% in 2025. What does all this mean for your portfolio? I'm going to single out four points. On bond yields, geopolitical risk, investing in value equities, and the importance of balanced portfolios. First, on bond yields. They remain very attractive. If you have a portfolio of lower-risk issues like treasury bonds combined with high-quality corporate bonds, you can still earn a substantial real return, especially as inflation is set to fall further. Let's just revisit the relationship between rates and bond prices, which move in opposite directions. As rates fall, bond prices rise and vice versa. In the past 12 to 18 months since the Fed began to raise interest rates, bonds bore the brunt of the correction in value. It's what analysts call the Great Reset in bonds. 
after extremely low or even negative yields in the post-financial crisis era. But for the first time in more than a decade, bond yields have become attractive and remain so. U.S. corporate bonds, for example, yield more than 5%. High-yield or junk bonds fetch 7.8%. Personally, in my portfolio, our bond holdings suffered a paper loss in the past year, but this is turning. Even as the rate cuts are yet to happen, bond yields have dipped and bond prices have risen. Ten-year treasuries now stand at around 3.9%, compared to 5% in October. If the soft landing scenario and rate reductions materialize, the operating environment for companies may become less restrictive than originally thought. These factors are positive for taking credit risk as defaults are set to remain low. In its 2024 outlook, Citi says the current high level of treasury yields, particularly when combined with high-quality credit, can add substantial and durable income to diversified portfolios. With yields well above the expected headline inflation, investors can lock in a real income. Second, on geopolitical risk. This is said to be a major source of volatility in 2024. The obvious hotspots are ongoing. The Russia-Ukraine war, conflict in the Middle East in the Gaza Strip, and of course, trade tensions between China and the U.S. With the U.S. presidential elections in 2024, U.S.-China tensions may intensify. I'm often told that anti-China sentiment is the single issue that unites political parties in the U.S. But it's not just the U.S. that is holding elections. According to the World Economic Forum, elections will be held in 50 countries, making 2024 a record year. More than 2 billion voters will head to the polls, including in India, Mexico, and South Africa. In a survey by the World Economic Forum, chief risk officers cite geopolitical and geoeconomic relations between countries as the biggest risks in 2024. Respondents are expecting upheavals on a global scale, plus a growing adversarial trend between countries caused by higher business costs, trade restrictions, market instability, and sharp swings in policies. Should you worry? Citi's Outlook report has an interesting chapter on geopolitical risk. It says history shows that 90% of geopolitical events did not change the direction of the world economy. They have had only short-term impacts on global asset prices. The exceptions are World War II and the OPEC oil embargo in 1973. It advises investors to stay invested in diversified portfolios while taking advantage of market dislocations caused by fear. Still to come, this year market observers called the death of the 60-40 balance portfolio because of a very poor performance in 2022. But the balance portfolio is alive and well, and we'll talk about how it's still your best vehicle for long-term investing. Join senior correspondent Leslie Yee and his property analyst guests on Property BT as they share insights on all things property to help you on your property investment journey. Every fourth Thursday of the month, with your trusted partner for property information, go to bt.sg podcasts to download or listen wherever you get your podcasts. And now. 
Back to Wealth BT from the Business Times. Welcome back. We were just discussing the prospect of volatility in markets in 2024 because of geopolitics. And prior to that, the fact that bond yields today are attractive. The third point is on risk assets or equities. Strategists are optimistic about stocks in the long run, but with caveats in the short run. I haven't yet read a report that advocates a strong overweight in equities in the near term. UBS expects a moderate single-digit rise in stocks in 2024 as interest rates and bond yields fall. If you recall, the equity risk premium, or the excess return that investors demand from investing in stocks compared to risk-free bonds, fell in 2023 because of higher bond yields. But this is reversing. As bond yields fall, the equity risk premium should rise. There are two major calls with regards to equities. One, stick to value. This means to look beyond the magnificent seven whose valuations are seen to be too elevated. And two, some strategies are becoming more positive about the emerging markets, specifically Asia X Japan equities, which are expected to benefit from trends like friendshoring. A clear favorite is India. City sounds a caution which I myself would take to heart. When you invest in equities, you need to ensure that within equities you are diversified. The MSCI World Index, for example, has a 23% exposure to information technology, which makes it vulnerable if the sector crashes. You can blame the index composition for this. Most indexes are market capitalization weighted, so their largest holdings are stocks that have appreciated the most. Many strategists now take the view that active management will be key to returns in 2024 instead of passive investing. The fourth point is this. Keep faith with balanced portfolios. They sound boring, but they are the mainstay of long-term investing. Balanced portfolios, a mix of stocks and bonds, did very poorly in 2022 because higher rates caused both assets to fall in tandem by double digits. They did so badly that many observers called the end of the 60-40 portfolio. 60-40 means 60% equities, 40% bonds. That 2022 experience, however, was an outlier in the past 100 years. Apart from 2022, there were only two other instances when stocks and bonds fell together, in 1939 and 1961. Thanks to the major correction, strategists have raised their return expectations for stocks and bonds over the next 10 years. This is a good thing. Bonds are now expected to revert to their traditional role as diversifiers in portfolios. They help to dampen volatility and can be relied upon to deliver returns in periods of market stress and equity drawdowns. UBS believes a core position in a balanced portfolio is the most effective way for investors to protect and grow their wealth over time. By spreading out your exposures, you can still reap an attractive return at a lower risk. Diversification ensures that you don't miss out on investing in the right stocks, but you also avoid overexposure to the wrong ones. UBS cites a study by a professor at the Arizona State University which found that just 0.3% of firms accounted for half of the wealth creation in the U.S. stock market between 1926 
and 2019. By investing broadly, you still participate in the returns of those few outstanding stocks. What should you do? I think it's still worth your while to roll some excess cash into attractive fixed deposit rates. For six-month tenors, you can get just over 3% for a sing dollar FD, and for US dollars, it's over 5%. Keeping an allocation into cash helps to shield you from volatility. The tricky part is when to reinvest into markets. I think it's best not to overthink this. The evidence is that market timing may work occasionally, but not consistently. Not even professional fund managers with all the resources get it right all the time. Based on history, the period just prior to rate reductions, such as today, is rewarding for both fixed income and equities. Staying in cash feels safe, but there is also an opportunity cost in terms of meeting your savings goal. Like most of you, I need to invest because we could live very long in retirement. It's prudent to take some time to review your portfolio in terms of the strategic weights and rebalance those weights according to your risk tolerance, investment horizon, and savings objectives. It's also important that you invest in quality assets that pay you an income stream, whether it's stocks or bonds. Income is always a very important component of total returns. And if your holding is of high quality, with a strong balance sheet and good management, you can be confident of the asset's resilience, even if markets are occasionally rocky, as they will be in 2024. I hope this has helped you to take stock. As always, markets are fluid and risks abound. The key is to stay balanced and ensure that whatever position you take, you can sleep well at night. I wish you a blessed Christmas and a prosperous New Year. This is a podcast by The Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.